Hey everybody, Golvin here. Just jumping ahead of this episode to kind of do some show update news. It's been actually almost about a month since I last did a show. Um, I know I said I would be doing a little more frequently. Unfortunately, I did become ill, which I'll be covering in this episode. Um, However, I'm doing a lot better, and there will be more shows coming up after BlizzCon, and actually probably most likely going to be going to more of a month-to-month schedule, um, just because of scheduling issues and just news issues. But the more news we get, the more shows we'll have, so it's going to be kind of like a per- time basis of like when we have actually have news to report on um that way we don't kind of regurgitate the same information week by week and kind of do like a little spitting cycle which unfortunately we have been doing in the last few weeks but i uh, just want to say thanks everybody out there for listening and enjoy this episode and uh enjoy the show hey everybody welcome back to Minecraft podcast i'm your host golden and today we talk about wind walkers or wind talkers or the uh, bench talkers, as some people have been calling us recently. And uh, so just kind of going over, uh, you know, how the expansion went and everything like that. So back on the show, we have Hina Lover. How are you doing today, Hina? Uh, not bad. Not bad at all. And then uh, Kelly. Hey. Or is it calligraphy? What are you going by now in your new guild? Oh, I, I've my character's been named calligraphy for like okay. ever. So you still yeah. so so yeah, Callie is back, and I hope you're doing really good. Yeah, doing quite well actually. I'm almost done with Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I think you're yeah, you're both playing Kingdom Hearts, right? I think that's well, actually, no. I'm at, I'm actually kind of playing another MMO right now, but uh, oh, what, the, uh, the MMO that shall not be named. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Um, well, I mean, but, I mean but, but I'm still, but I'm still playing uh, World of Warcraft. Yeah. I, I'm playing both. So I guess this kind of goes into the, you know, the question most people usually have, you know, so what have you been up to? So I guess to start with you, Hina, like, what have you been up to? What have you been doing in game, out of game, that kind of stuff, just to kind of keep the listeners up to date? Um, well, uh, in game, I'm actually been progressing quite well, actually, in Mythic. I'm not being benched too much um, recently. I got through Mythic Iskar and Sakrathar. Almost had a Zakun on Thursday. Had a two percent, sorry, yeah, two percent wipe on them on the last seed phase. Uh, should have it on Monday. Uh, so is then on to Dihari, I guess. Is that how you, how you spell it? How you pronounce it? Belhari? Yeah. Tyrant? Tyrant, yeah. Uh, but I, early indication is I may be set for that uh, progression, but eh, whatever. I don't, I don't know because that that's actually really good for Windwalker is like number one damage on that almost because even though it's not boss damage I guess it really depends on what your guild and what your raid team needs because being able to do the ad damage because you want the ads to die but you don't want people to focus into and that's kind of like our single target to the bosses you know improves slightly by just going like checks and cleaving both of them unfortunately then the last phase which is where a lot of people wipe at it's just you can't really do anything because you know the shield is up. Um, yeah, for for checks, but I mean, at that point, it just, I think it's, it really doesn't matter too much. It's just kind of, to me, it's kind of negligible. But um, uh, I guess, yeah, I, I think I, you know most people usually have at least one win rocker for that one. Yeah, yeah well. I don't think we did, but that's because um, that was right before I joined Antisocial Club. So yeah, well, uh, we're all, basically we're progressing fairly well. Uh, we actually only kill. Uh, it only took like 170, 180 on Gorfiend. Nice. So, uh, other than that, um, 
really haven't been doing much. Uh, like I mentioned, I'm playing another MMO right now. But well, Final Fantasy. I mean, you, you yeah. said this. Yeah. You are, uh, people, there's a lot of people playing it right now. So Yeah. Uh, I've got a couple of 60s. Uh, I'm trying to get everything else up to 50. Almost got that. Should be in the couple the next couple of weeks. Is, is the uh, is the leveling a lot faster than WoW because it is level 60 or is it about the same to get to like level 100? I would say it's probably a little bit longer just because um, <laughs> they didn't nerf any experience the way that WoW did. You well, basically get your built-in <laughs> you get built-in um, heirlooms between characters. Well, not between characters, but between classes. So there's uh, that okay. at least. Yeah, but it's it's but it's also you know Final Fantasy isn't that Korean built? No, Japanese. Japanese, but it's still that same Asian philosophy of grinding is good. And yeah, if yeah. you have to um, just have I to, mean, if you have to go out there and like kill like a thousand mobs to get XP, no, that's okay. It's not that bad. It's <laughs> definitely not like that. There's a lot of different ways that you can level in it. Is the thing, um, and on top of that, like I call it a grind fest, slightly grindier than WoW, but it's probably about the same amount of time from one to sixty on a class as it is from one to a hundred on the class without using a boost. And are boosts the the pay? Like they pay stuff or? Well, the paid thing in WoW. Oh, okay. They meant like yeah. a boost in uh, in uh, Final Fantasy, yeah. like a XP boost or something like that. You get like extra XP. Yeah, you um, get extra XP. You get a hundred percent for classes under fifty if you have one that's over fifty. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah. So uh, yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting MMO. Um, unfortunately, I don't have like any time at all to be able to dabble into it. I, you know, and we'll kind of get into that a little bit later. Um, so, Callie, what have you been up to then as well? Uh, um, since you've been, actually, you've been kind of jumping around, guild hopping around. No, not really. I mean, I joined Antisocial Club um, when things just didn't pan out in Promethean. So it's, you know, um, it was kind of, I wound up being under geared because I was benched all the time in Promethean because, you know, I had just joined, so I didn't get to see the Heroic Split runs. And it's like, they get to Archimond and it's like, well, we can't really trial you. So it's like, all right, I'll just go elsewhere. And, you know, it is what it is. Uh, no, hover. hover no. <laughs> <laughs> but I've known a couple of people in antisocial clubs for some time. So I'm quite happy there. And mm-hmm. I'm back to Horde, which is kind of nice. Well, yeah, I mean, I've heard good things about antisocial club. They have a pretty good Twitter uh, base, I guess you could say. I follow a few of their members. and I think like I talk really... in Twitter as often as I talk in guild chat. <laughs> so uh, how about... How has uh, Mythic actually been going for you uh, in Antisocial Club? Have you been? I did see you had the achievement for Archimond. So that was, uh, that was not a, yet. I think, I or is that Manoroth? I got Manny this week. That was Manoroth, yeah. Um, and that fight is so crazy. Like everyone else knows it, and you're the only person who doesn't. So you basically figure out every way to die. And of course, you're like, I'm holding back the team. So you just feel like the worst raider. And like this was several fights that I hadn't seen yet uh, because of you know my foray into trying to be uh, more hardcore. So it's like, okay, I got to learn that in Zulharak and a couple of other ones. And on top of that, I hadn't raided in a while because, like, I was sick and then I was busy and then, like, school starting back up. Uh, and then we took a break and I was like, okay, it's been, like, a year <laughs> or two since I've raided. It what's, what's this well. raiding thing called? Yeah, basically. Like, what are these consumable things? Which ones do I use again? Oh, I use the spirit, right? Right? <laughs> but it was kind of funny because... um. I got a couple of upgrades and some quote side grades and such. So I I've been carrying like 50% mastery. So basically my damage has been just, you know, just, bu- just above the tanks. And then I get a couple of upgrades and it's like, Oh, well now I'm middle of the pack because I gained like 10% multi-strike and, um, I lost 15% mastery. 
And I went up like one, maybe two item levels. Eh, stats are balanced. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially the how the big the stats gains are on the end, like the mythic level items are just, you know, you're going from, you know, no multi-strike to 250 on one item is pretty insane about the jump. Oh, uh, absolutely. And, and mastery is just such a, a loss in stats. Like I'm starting mm-hmm. to consider that just like negative DPS at this point. <laughs> At this point, it's always been that way, though. Well, well, yeah, the, only, the, the only time in which I like mastery is the first 10 seconds of the fight. That's it. Yeah, yeah basically. that That's a good way to put it. That's the only time that mastery ever even remotely shines, and it's more like, hey, I exist. Remember me? And you're like, <laughs> God, darn it, mastery. I wanted to have procs on that, not start out with just six stacks of T-Brew. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely uh, one of the unfortunate stats, and we'll kind of get into that later, too, uh, coming up about our thoughts and hopefully changes coming down the pipeline. Um, and then, so I guess I'll just kind of update everybody on me since it's been, you know, quite a while. And actually, I, uh, you know, I think I mentioned it, that I was hospitalized for an uh, infection on my leg, and actually the same one came back. It wasn't as bad, but I still had to take time off, and then now I'm just basically recovering, so I haven't done anything in the game. I actually haven't done any gaming in like two weeks, so I've actually upgraded my phone now so I can have a Hearthstone on it, so I have to wait until the new iPhone comes out. <laughs> I know that feeling. Um, I'm actually seeing a specialist on Friday because, like I mentioned, I was really sick myself not that long ago. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I understand where you're coming yeah, from. It just, it's, it's not as devastating for me, but... Yeah, like because the only thing is that I just can't, you know, I have to lay down, leg elevated type stuff, and you just can't really raid like that. Um, and it's supposed to be the like the area is that is infected. I can't, I mean, aff- affected, not infected. Uh, I can't actually like put it up like on my desk or something and just like have a pillow and like do like a, like a, uh, like a bro, a bro sits or something like that and like play with the keyboard, you know, lower. It's just because of, it's like actually where the area that it has to, you know, be rested. Um, so, you know, it's, but it's been, I guess it's been putting things a little bit more in perspective about my goals in the game and everything like that. Um, but I'm hopefully we'll be getting back in the action next couple uh, next couple weeks as well. Hopefully it'll be good. I go back next week to see a, a follow up, and we'll go from there. So if anybody's concerned, I mean I'm sure some people follow me on Twitter and you know that kind of stuff. Everything is going good. And uh, but in, in game as far as it pertains, the guild is on Manoroth. Um, I I was actually doing the tanking on that, and that's like and like I like you you mentioned Kelly. It's just like going in and just like knowing the basics and then just like oh yeah, this is this looks good. It's just that fight is just so unforgiving if you don't know exactly what to do because it's like very, you know, you have to be in the exact spot. You have to have the exact movement. You can't do like heroic where you can just like run around and do like just, oh, what is this falling on me? Oh, I can ignore that. Oh, where are these uh, uh, infernals? I just, you know, move a little bit to the left of them. You know, that type of stuff. You actually have to have like exact positioning. So, yeah. And you like, um, obviously it wasn't held against me whenever I was out of position. It's just something I had to pick up. But it's like. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone else who's done the fight two, three hundred times, um, you know, they know exactly where to go after each and everything. And you're like, uh, oh, I'm supposed to be over here. Well, I'm on the upside side and now I'm dead. <laughs> or it's like, oh, I'm the I'm, I'm the oh, my marker is the X. Oh, I have a skull on. What do I do when I have a skull on my head? That's actually oh. plaguing my kill right now. Like people get the skull and they pan. They go, oh, well, I have a skull. Where do I go? Even though they're supposed to go to like a marker that's assigned to them. It's just, uh, you know, sometimes it just happens to where the they get targeted by something and then something else targets them and then they just, the markers swap and they panic. <laughs> or your um, your mods interfere and, yeah, yeah. And that causes a wipe. And that that's always fun <laughs> because you um, have a weak aura and 
something else that conflicts. Yeah. It's great. But the uh, the one good thing though is, I mean, I, actually, the fight is is more enjoyable in my opinion than uh, Zulthrak. I think Zulthrak was one of the stupidest fights, only because of just you know, if you got unlucky with chains, if you got like unlucky with who got you know a fell blast, if like you know, for if it just happens to where the boss decides that he wants to pop the imps right on the cooldown timer or sent ten seconds later. It just, you know, ended up being like, I think that fight was just the script mechanics of that fight is just was just terrible. I mean, it wasn't a difficult fight, but it just was I just did not like the script mechanics on it uh, because of the priorities. You just you couldn't tell what was going to be a higher priority than the next. So it just felt like the, you had to be like good RNG to even like get good. But then what if you got to like the last phase with everybody up is basically, a you know, an easy kill. So, um yeah. Oh, and then also with Manoroth, what was fun bringing up RNG. <laughs> so we kind of have this joke, Hina and me and the other people that we've played Final Fantasy with about how bad my RNG is. And it really showed its face on Manoroth when, you know, my first pull, well, actually my first 10 or 20 pulls, I just got every single fear, every single whatever. I think I got lucky on the uh, Helm of Command pushback thing, but I would get Wrath all the time. I basically had to deal with all of the mechanics all at once, you know, before I'd even really seen the fight. So, yeah, it was it was basically like, here, let me show you just how bad my RNG is. <laughs> well, it always happens. And then you're like, oh, I'm doing less damage than the tanks. This is great because I have to do all this other stuff. I can't do any damage. <laughs> yep. And I can't hit the imps. And, oh, we needed to stun the imps. Oops. I'm over here handling wrath. <laughs> yeah. Even even I was joking about that on Friday where uh I was chaining uh, this one, uh, the raid in Final Fantasy, and I was getting lousy luck in RNG. And then when I even got a good RNG roll, someone beat me with a. Uh, I rolled a ninety-five. They rolled a ninety-nine, and I'm like, really? Yep, story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it just happens sometimes, and especially with the. Uh... With yeah, with uh, loot rolls and you're trying to get upgrades, especially with it's like BS items, it just really sucks. And it always gives you the mastery item. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. When you do I that, mean, you're like, oh, yeah. I hope I get the trinket, and you're like, oh, these mastery gloves that I don't want to use. These crit mastery I, I gloves. I would have rather get. I would have rather gotten gold. <laughs> yeah. De- now the now the only reason I'm keeping those gloves is uh, for transmog. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, obviously. <laughs> or tanking. I mean, I get, They're actually good for tanking good though. I did get one good roll. I got my old guild's uh, cloak with the sockets. Mm-hmm. I, I was pretty happy about that. Yeah, and that's actually I, like one of the yeah one of the best. It's also I like that because of where it's located is that it's like if you're skipping the first bosses after a certain while, just because you don't really need them, um, and you want to do like kind of progression on the later boss, you Escar is like right there, so it's like you can go right to him and, and get the cloak. And that's actually yeah, I think that's the. It is well. It is the, even with the item level difference. It is the best in slot cloak, from what I recall. Yes, yeah, it is. just because of the secondaries. Yeah, because there is a one that is a higher item level. I think it's five item levels higher. And but then, it has mastery. Yeah, it's a haste mastery one, which is. Oh yeah, I've got bosses. that one. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the only reason I would use that is for chi explosion. That's yeah. it. And even then, it's like. Eh. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, you brought me out because with chi explosion, like you don't really need the extra mastery. It's not really going to affect you too much. I mean. You you only get stuck at twenty uh, 
bruise so so much you don't want to be stuck at it all the time <laughs> yeah don't you just love it when you have 20 brews and oh it's been active for like the last eight I, I actually i actually just you know sometimes I, if it's like two seconds and i have 20 i just hit it anyways because like it's just either you're I not supposed to it's like i'm wasting it anyways so it's better well, to go ahead and hit it because to yeah. chain it that way because otherwise you're just wasting stacks that you're generating mm-hmm. um so I guess it's a little bit good wrap up for what we've been up to and everything and our struggles with internet bosses um, and real life ones too. And so uh, I guess just kind of jumping into it, this is you know, mostly a wrap up show of the expansion uh, with BlizzCon coming out next month. Uh, the you know, show will most likely be after that, probably mid-November, I'd say, maybe even towards the holiday weekend when I have more time off <laughs> from work. Um, uh, so that'll probably be around there as we'll have like a wrap up show of BlizzCon. Um, well, I guess the first question is, uh, you know, are you both going to BlizzCon? Yes, I absolutely am. Everything is paid for. I paid for the, um, <laughs> that's, that's all you see at first. Everything is paid for. That means you are going. Cause, well, cause the, the only, no, I paid for everything. I, meant. <laughs> I, I only have two things I need to pay for, uh, housing, which I plan to do in the next week or so. And, I know I've only been to Disneyland once, so I figured I might as well check it out at least one day. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, if if, if you have, I've been to Disneyland too many times. Like to me, I just don't want to go again. Even even with children, I'm like, no, you can go. I'll I'll just sit in the hotel and watch TV or something. Like that's just I just I've been there so many times. It's actually boring to me. I know that sounds weird, but just you know, when you live in California, <laughs> well, you're it's just like you can go there all the time. That was like the only destination when I was a kid. Well, that's the thing is uh, I've only been there once uh, with family like 15 years ago. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you want to feel better, I've only been once and I live in California. Yeah. I mean, hell, my monk's <laughs> name is Callie. <laughs> well, I've been there like nine times or something like that. And it was just like I was at the point the last time I went, I was at the point where I was like, oh, I'd rather go on roller coasters and stuff than than the attractions they had there. And then so that was just like, oh, I'd hate this place. That's that like the last time. I also don't like the, the roller, the, the, uh, what do they call, um, the, uh, stroller, stroller company crew that they have rolling through there that just ram into the back of you when you're walking around. Oh, I hate that. Oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I, my joke though, Callie, to you, I'm, I'm, I was paid for is that there's actually a lot of people I see on Twitter that are like, oh, I, you know, I bought a ticket to BlizzCon, but I'm actually not going. <laughs> they, so it's like, oh, you paid everything up front, so you know you have to go. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to back out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's that, and I, you know, I get to, uh, I know you're just joking all, but for me, it's also, you know, getting to see people. Mm-hmm. I, I would probably go even if I didn't have a ticket. So, well, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people I know in actually uh, Los Angeles that are actually going to go to just the Hilton bar and just hang out or, uh, yeah, usually that's the one that's, uh, everybody hangs out at like the devs and everybody. So they're just actually just going to show up there. They're not even going to go to the BlizzCon. They're just going to be there at the area. Some people are even just flying in just to go to there, not even just to go to the event. So, um, it's definitely something that, you know, people know already after being, you know, so many years that, you know, where people kind of peruse to and where the after parties are after BlizzCon is over. Um, but it's definitely gonna be interesting. Um, and I know they did have the schedule out. There wasn't really too much on the wow stuff. It actually, well, was actually like, they took that down. Well, but it's, that gives you kind of an idea of what their initial plans were. Obviously the yeah. one thing is there's no movie, which I'm really disappointed on, but I figure that they'll be either there'll be already a trailer out by then, or it'll be, uh, a trailer will be, 
there, like that'll be shown. We'll be getting the teaser trailer will be released or a full, I would hope a extended trailer, but most likely it'll be like the teaser, the official teaser trailer will be announced well, like at BlizzCon uh, opening ceremony. I, fig- I figure they're going to at least show the trailer during the opening ceremony. Yeah, it'll be like, you know, they'll, Duncan Jones will come out. He'll be like, Hey, how's it going guys? And then, here, thank you. Here's the trailer. And then, yeah, they may do it like they did last year where it's like a room that you go up into and then they, Oh no, I, I think it'll be, I think it'll fancy. be the, like the actual released, like the actual trailer will be released, like the, um, globally released, like YouTube and everything. So possibly there was a leak that I remember from universal mm-hmm. or some one of those Russian, it was, it was a Russian one. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, it's actually supposed to come out in December. We don't know if that's true or not. But to me, that actually probably sounds about right if the movie's coming out in June. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thinking like, a, but a teaser trailer, uh, usually that's something that is, uh, you know, people can, you know, that's like a small 30 second clip about, you know, the movie starting up. So I would, I would well, think something, something like that would be, might be released. Or, or the or what they could do is they do the teaser trailer during the opening ceremony and be like, here's the full trailer if you go upstairs. Yeah, I can see yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. I can see like too. the full trailer. Yeah, the full like what is it, minute and a half usually that they have now for for longer trailers. I can uh, see that. Generally, they're about two and a half, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it'll be you know something something like that. I could definitely see where that you could see the full trailer, but but I definitely think the teaser where they will show. I mean, it just why? I mean, why not? I mean, it's, we're we're what seven months out at that point. From the movie being released, I mean, there's that's usually when you want to start the hype train. It's BlizzCon; people are going to, already going to be hyped, and it would be a good thing of like, oh hey, that is we are doing this movie. Here's the trailer, or here's the teaser trailer, and then you watch a little quick snippets. You know, it's globally released at that point. People are all hyped about it. I mean, look at like Black Mass. I mean, for instance, like that one got little teaser got released, and people are all hyped up about it. I mean, I haven't seen the movie; I've heard it's really good, but um, you know, that's like you can get some hype around the movie, so. I just yeah. want to see it. I'm just, I'm just so hyped. I've been waiting years for a movie, so I'm, I just can't wait to see it. And everything that I have been leaked out and seen, it looks really awesome. So uh, that'll be something uh, I, interesting at BlizzCon. I think the only thing that people are complaining about is Corona, but that's about it. And even then, like those were unfinished clips that didn't yeah. even have the CG added. That well, yeah, because very... the, the well. actress did the it did the paint makeup. I yeah. think. Well, yeah. because the paint makeup they usually do, but then they will usually add CG effects on mm-hmm. top of that. Well, so. they'll complain about anything they want to complain about. I just oh yeah, movie. No, nothing, <laughs> nothing's gonna yeah. movie. So I'm seeing. <laughs> I mean, I'm calling it now. People are gonna go see it. It's gonna be an awesome movie, and they're gonna come back and they're like, eh, it's okay. Or, yeah, eh, it was. It sucked. <laughs> even though yeah, it wasn't like, that good. That's what I say. Yeah, it wasn't that good. Yeah, because this is something that people care so much about. Like, I recently watched the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie no. just to see how bad it was. Why? It was actually kind of fun. No, Granted, but it's still bad though. I, I was, I was a little inebriated at the time, but it was fun. So you're you're already saying, oh, it was bad because that's what everyone says because it 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 had no depth to it, you know, and it, and there were some deviations, but it was still a fun movie on its own. You know, it's it's kind of one it's, of those it's things. Never, I, no number number two, that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles two, in like what is it the nineties? That's like the best movie. That's, that's oh god, I used to have that on VHS. <laughs> and then there was the one where they went back in the back in time one. That was number three, I think. Yeah, I they had that one. They, they went to uh, feudal Japan. That was really Tur- funny. Uh, Turtles in Time. Turtles in Time. Yeah, I watched all three of those of those movies. Those are like one of my best 
best uh, childhood but memories see, watching those. It's something close to you, so it's something you care a lot about. <laughs> so if it isn't perfect, it's not great. It, it's awful. Well, it's those actually weren't that good either. Like if you thought about the movies oh, as a well, whole, but but at but least they were entertaining. That's what I'm saying. Though, it's like they weren't exactly works of art on their own either. They were just fun action movies with awesome turtles. So, so I guess that we'll we'll take a break from this. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, BlizzCon's coming up, like I mentioned. So we'll be talking about a lot about Legion, a lot about their class design, any changes, artifact, weaponry, all that kind of stuff. So uh, we'll kind of dive in right now, though. We kind of talked a little bit about Hellfire. So we'll kind of wrap up that as a, as overall. Uh, I'll start with you, Hina. What was, what is, I mean, you're not finished, obviously, with the instance. Um, but what is your been thoughts of Hellfire Citadel and, I guess, the expansion as a whole? Because we're kind of wrapping up everything. Um, storyline wise, I felt it kind of ended abruptly. Um, the fact that it, it the way uh, the storyline when you were progressing with uh, leveling and whatnot felt like there was a lot more to it, and it, but the fact that we just kind of end abruptly at Hellfire Citadel was kind of like this is it. This is it. I, I, I thought there was going to be more to it. Um, in terms of Hellfire Citadel itself, I like it. Uh, there's quite a few fights that were actually quite fun. Um, uh, Iskar is generally interesting outside of the fact that you can kind of cheese it with a, a mod. Um, but outside of that, it's an interesting fight. Sakrathar, again, an interesting fight where you take over the boss, basically. Uh, and then you do uh, his abilities against him. Uh, in terms of how Windwalkers played out, uh, it kind of sucked at the beginning, but once they did that extra patch, it kind of evened everything out. Um, I kind of uh, feel like the uh, the tension... Uh, tendency of being called a bench warmers was kind of a letdown at first, but uh, once those buffs came in, a lot more people came in. Uh, but then you also had the uh, fact that a lot of people were going after um, doing a whole chi explosion bit. So I guess then overall, like you did mention the story, and I was actually just thinking about that regarding how abrupt it was. I think you mentioned this too, Kelly. I think it was actually a pre-show t- uh, today that it's just like everybody just kind of like dropped everything and just, oh, let's go to Legion now. Is that kind of how you felt how the expansion was from your end? Is it just felt the, the same where it was just like it was... Yeah, it was. It just felt like the, uh, it just abruptly ended in, uh, onto Legion type deal. And mm-hmm. it was like... Well, especially since felt- we haven't had any real changes in classes, right? I mean, even... From what I recall in uh, the last expansion, we still had a lot of changes still going on. Like there's always class tunings and class balancing always going on. But now it's like even there's some classes that are really strong on on like most of the fights. They're just like, man, we're not even going to worry about that and just like let it play out. It, it, do you get that feeling too? Uh, yeah. Yeah, basically. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because uh, even uh, some classes, yeah, Frost was kind of – Dying out at uh, during tier seventeen, and they brought that up, and they kind of overbuffed them because of the set bonuses. But it uh, overall, it just 
felt like actually tuning wise, a lot of the classes were about even. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah, there were some outliners here and there, um, but overall, uh, even for Windwalker monks, uh, they were actually pretty good uh, throughout. Then they buffed and nerfed, buffed and nerfed, buffed and nerfed, and it was like constant back and forth, taking away, giving it back, taking away, giving it back. Yeah, that's actually a really good way to put it. That's kind of how I would say it too, is that in terms of story, like I think we miss a lot of things because it's kind of glossed over, for example. And um, one thing we were talking about, I forget who I was talking to this about, but for example, someone was saying that the bosses in High Mall didn't make sense. For example, take uh, Brackenspore, whom I always call Baja Blast. You know, people are like, oh, this one doesn't make sense. But if you kind of read the quest text, I know, difficult concept, who reads the quest text? Um a lot of them actually make sense. It just feels like a lot of that lore was glossed over for me um, in High Mall because like, it it actually took me going through that quest line again with another alt to realize, oh, this is why we have Bracken Spores. Like, there was some guy down there doing experiments and saying, oh, like the wildlife is all angry and stuff, and that's how we actually get Bracken Spore. And then Tectus, I forget the storyline with that too, but like it feels like a lot of... Um, stuff with the Grand, for example, was kind of rolled into High Mall, which it's like that kind of made me feel like High Mall really did need to be its own tier instead of just this brief instance, you know, that we hold on to until we get BRF. Um, I would say, too, art-wise, I loved High Mall because it was so different from the other two. And to me, Hellfire Citadel has, I mean, obviously it's orcs, but it felt it has felt like a rebranding and a recoloring of BRF and SOO. There's a lot of areas that are different there. I will give you that. However, um, I mean, you're still in a citadel with, you know, fire and lava or poison, whatever you want to call it. And it it just, it feels like, just like I said pre-show, it kind of feels like they, midway making through, midway making Warlords a Drainer, they're like, oh, that's what it's going to be. And we're just going to drop it like this. This is good enough. Let's just push it out. So that's that's kind of just my take on it. Yeah, it's I, I mean, it's it's not I guess not troubling would be the, the correct word I'm thinking of. But it just it felt like at the beginning it had so much momentum. Everything was good. You know, and then then they went to, to, you know, furnace. And that was like a good way. It almost seems like they got all wrapped up in the nostalgia moment that they just when they started doing the raids and the raid team got together to make them. It just had like a disconnect. And that's almost like what it felt for me. Like they did all this hype up about High Mall and the ogres being like these, you know, high and mighty, like, you know, monocles with like, you know, umbrellas. And I, I didn't see any of that in High Mall, which I thought I there would be. I didn't see any umbrellas. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see any. I didn't see one umbrella. <laughs> or monocle. I'm a bit disappointed by this. Yeah. I mean, you know, right. I mean, we saw that like little intro art piece that they did about showing what the, the uh, you know, those um, ogres are like and everything and, and. I don't know. Just to me, it just, it just, yeah, I, I agree with you. It just seemed like they just were like, Hey, let's have this boss. This box looks, looks cool. And this boss over here. And it just, it seemed like a big disconnect from what they could have done. I mean, obviously we're supposed to be in there like charging in and trying to whale ways to them, backing them up to high mall, you know, kind of taking the action to them through the expansion, but it just seemed that it, a little, I don't know. It just, it just felt a little strange. And, you know, with Legion, and especially like uh, you know mentioned, just like they just kind of stopped and 
you know, abruptly stopped and just kind of went on to the next expansion. That actually does definitely feel that way, especially with the lead up in, in Hellfire towards the end of it. Um, I mean, I really like Hellfire. I like the bosses, you know, going in there, killing a bunch of Legion things and, and stuff like that. And I think they're really interesting. You know, Manoroth's back and you have to kill him and all that kind of stuff and an Archimon and all everything. But it just, yeah, just it just feels like, it, it, it almost feels like, like a mid-tier instance than a, than like an end tier instance. And it maybe at one point it was, but then they realized, you know, we don't want to have another three years between expansions. We want to kind of pump them out a little faster. And then that might've been a call that they, they had. So, I mean, uh, perhaps, but they've been talking about doing yearly expansions and mm-hmm. like we had rumors that this was going to be a two tier expansion, like back in beta. Yeah. And it is, I mean, and yeah, I mean, it was like, Oh, two tier. And everybody's like, Oh no, two tiers, not enough. And then, you know, but like I agree with you though. I think highball should have been its own tier, and that's, even that's what that's what it almost felt like in a way because the amount of stuff you got from the set from uh, uh, Blackrock Furnace was so much more powerful because you had the set bonuses that it just made highball look like a, another a lesser tier, even though it was supposed to be like a half step. It and then of course, like Karazhan, but less cool. Exactly, and then and then when you also when you got the when they bumped up the item level to basically make it a, a full tier step. Uh, that was definitely something as well when they basically had a bump up uh, Blackrock Furnace. Uh, uh, I mean, Furnace, Blackrock Foundry um, uh, gear level to be able to, um, you know, make it. So it was actually a, a step up um, because they didn't want people to have to feel like they had to go back and cl- double clear up Mythic uh, <laughs> Mythic High Mall to get the loot. So yeah. that stupid trinket on uh, Butcher. Oh, God. Yeah, the yeah. skills of Doom. The thing that dropped for me, you know, after BRF. No, I, whatever I, I got out of a bag. I was like, oh, here's a mythic mythic skills of Doom out of a bag. Could I oh, yeah. DE that? I got it out of a bag at the same time that I got my black hand trinket. Like, same exact <laughs> day, within five minutes of each other. I opened the high mall one first. I'm like, oh, skills of Doom. I bet you I'm going to open this other one and get a black hand trinket. So guess what? I open it and I get a black hand <laughs> trinket. Ever since then, my rolls have been crappy. <laughs> as it is like you just got two good rolls and then you're like that's it done we're done for you we're done with you <laughs> yep exactly so you know i guess overall for for both for all of us it just seems like you know hellfire and it, not hellfire uh, but uh the expansion as a whole has just been was you know really good at the beginning and then just kind of taper off i mean i really like the leveling and, and even when i do alts I, th- I really enjoy the leveling i think it's a really good leveling experience and i think I could tell that's where they focused a lot of their resources and getting that leveling a good experience. And that's why there was a lot of bump and a lot of people, you know, hyped up and people came back even after the expansion launched because they were like, man, this leveling's awesome. You need to come back. It's just like, you know, just like the old days. Um, but then it you know, just kind of tapered off towards the midway. And, and that happens, though, too, because a lot of times those leveling teams, uh, questing teams, just, you know, once they finish the, their, their job, they go on to the next expansion, not even just the next uh, the next, uh, you know, raid zone or next questing zone. Um, you know, the, I guess the next questing zone would have been Tanan, and that I think that was actually pretty decent. I, I like how Tanan was kind of like the uh, Timeless Isle um, mentality. So uh, overall, hopefully Legion will be a little bit better. We'll kind of discuss that a little bit later about what our thoughts on that. Um, so, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, you know how the expansion overall felt. Uh, what has been your thoughts on Windwalker and the process of how Windwalkers were balanced? I know Heaney went over a little bit, so Callie, have you jump in? Uh, what was your thoughts on how Windwalker started out and then kind of was progressed through the expansion? And maybe what were your thoughts on um, you know what they need to do going forward with Windwalkers? So I thought beginning of the expansion, all the classes were incredibly well balanced. Um, you know, we had 
the, remember the rogue brigade we had going on at the time where they're like, oh, our damage is too low and windwalkers are out DPSing us and no one's going to bring a rogue. And we're all sitting there like, um, smoke bomb? So, like, I guess what I've been kind of talking about a lot is that they removed all of these cooldowns and to compensate a lot of classes were either um, given extra damage, such as windwalker at the time of the expansion, or... Um, you know, they kept at least one or two of their cooldowns. For example, we had Smoke Bomb, we had Rallying Cry. But the thing is, they've really hurt Feral Druids, Windwalkers, and Enhancement Shamans by leaving in um, by leaving in the ones that they did. They gutted Enhancement Shaman. Like, I feel bad for those guys. I really do. Um, but I guess the big thing is, in terms of Windwalker, is that we, we're trying to make up for high damage and a tier quote because it was high mall that was very strong to us and catered to our strengths. And then we go into BRF and we're like the weakest class. And it's like everyone geared windwalkers and now no one wants them going into high, uh, high mall going to hellfire. It was the same thing. Our damage was really low. We really just didn't bring anything to the table. And it's like, well, okay, guess we're going back to rogue. Um, and then they just buff us, you know, after basically progression is done. I know it's not done for every guild, but in terms of the actual progression race, it's done. So now we're doing competitive damage again. So it, it's just been this weird roller coaster of, okay, are we going to bring high damage? Or are we just going to bring, hey, we're really happy, nice people, we're monks, we're cuddly, we're on the bench. It's nice and warm for you. So it, it's been definitely a roller coaster of sorts. And and do you think that has to do like you mentioned with the just the outcry from other classes in the beginning? Because I mean, we or you know, multi strike was like our best stat, and it, like the gear you could get, you could basically get multi strike haste or multi strike crit gear, you know, from you know doing your questing with the being able to go through and getting you know multiple rolls and items. Do you think that that maybe had to maybe had to play into it where we oh, absolutely. tapered off on scaling versus other classes? Absolutely, because I actually went into high mall with, I think, only one piece that didn't have um, multi-strike on it. And it was like haste versatility, which also wasn't bad for us. I went with basically no mastery at all. And I was actually able to get some really good ranks because my itemization was almost perfect just from running CMs and um, having all 640 gear. I got really lucky RNG, and that's why I get bad rolls now. Um, <laughs> but I think the big thing there again like you said you know we could go in with these perfect sets but also the fights catered to us like almost all of those were stacked to target cleaves or in terms of Brackenspore, you know occasionally it was a little bit more range didn't matter we were just absolute gods and things like twin ogren and that's the thing though is that they were basically balancing us against one fight that we happened to really shine on two because fights no one well, yeah two fights mm -hmm. but <laughs> specifically twin ogren we'd be like five to ten percent ahead with no skill whatsoever needed other than, hey, make sure you have SCF up. Well, and also the PvP gloves when everybody, or the PvP 2 set that yeah. a lot of people got. And then there was like even more ahead. Then you were like 15, 20% ahead. And that was just Absolutely. because of how that that worked based with but, uh, celerity. And if you looked at things like our tier bonus for it was okay, but it wasn't nearly as good as the ones for, say, rogues or other classes that would actually boost them ahead of us, if not near us. So I think that going into this expansion, we were extremely well balanced. Um, you know, just it's just that other classes were balanced against their two sets. And this is why you don't balance um, classes against these really strong bonuses or trinkets. 
Well, I think I think they've they've always done that. I mean, that's one of the things you never do that. We always say it, but it just happens. But they do it. I mean, they they, it's, they it's definitely gonna do it. Yeah, I mean, and then you know the whole thing about like oh our modeling was and they, 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 it it sucks because like I know they're trying to do PB like do PR stuff, but I mean I wish they would just. I mean, to me, I would be more happy and more okay with something if they just were honest instead of just have a feeling of dishonest. Like, you know, we could see the numbers, we could see what they're doing, and we can always speculate, but they go like, oh, well, our modeling is, you know, saying this is happening, that's why we made the tweak. It's like, well, where are you? They don't say, like, our modeling in full BIS gear it shows the Windwalker performing really strong, and we don't want them to be there versus, say, a Rogue or a Feral Druid. We want those classes to be up higher because, you know, for a Rogue, that's the only thing they can do is DPS, whereas a Monk can do other things. And I think that's the whole th- I mean, if they were honest and say, well, Monk can do other things, then I'd feel, I mean, I would be upset, obviously, because, like, well, I play Windwalker. I want to be a damage dealer. I don't want to have to play Miss Weaver or Brewmaster just to have a spot in my raid. Well, but at least if they said it up front, then I'd be like, okay, I understand that. Also, it's a flawed argument because, oh, well, you can just go DPS or you can just go healer or tank. Well, no, I can't because we have Noodle and we have tanks already. You know, you can't just have mm-hmm. someone who signed up for your raid as a DPS just go DPS or tank because their DPS sucks. Not whenever you already have someone playing those two roles. So it's it's a flawed argument. And um, I think I think the issue is, too, is that because of how everything progressed through, you know, monks were at the you know the beginning really strong because they just the stat either the trinkets or weapons and stats really actually, played well to actually, it. No, uh, actually, if you remember back, uh, we actually were middle of the pack in beta. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then in three point uh, we we're uh, because of stat alloc because we were so because uh, um, we wanted so much mastery just to keep up, we fell behind. And so they buffed us uh, during the uh, 3.0 uh, patch, and then but then that carried over uh, into Warlords Drainer, where we said, uh, "This is great for now, but you're going to have to nerf us by 20 percent." And that's eventually what they had to do uh, over like five pa- uh, over five hotfixes. Yeah, Within, and the thing like, is, yeah. too, like, we haven't really been buffed in Warlords so much as we got nerfed and then we got buffed again. <laughs> yeah, the, the unnerfed. Or unnerfed. unnerfed, yeah, that's what I'm looking Which for. Which is, I mean, and that shows to me that, I mean, I, I agree with you, he and I, I remember that, like, in Siege, it was just like, Woodwalker was terrible, like, trash can level when they had to do the patch rollover. Oh, God, and I remember doing, I did flex with a couple of friends, and I outgeared them, and I, you know, they're they're kind of more casual players, so... You know, a lot of them are missing parts of the rotation, things like that. I was still only, only number three in DPS as a Windwalker mm-hmm. compared to, you know, a Rep Paladin and some other people that just take it as me being well, an elitist jerk. You know, they they weren't as good of players and yeah. they were still able to beat me. Well, and that has to do to, uh, mainly be with the uh, the trinket changes because they changed a lot of the trinkets. I know we had the with AOC, which is like our number one trinket to use at the time that got removed so like that's really what happened is like our cdr that we were using was just gone and therefore just we just didn't have that our damage source was gone and without those trinkets it was we were able to compete um and then also fox i think too was was in at the time if i recall i can't remember it's it's been so long well i mean my point is though that like these players that i should have been beating were able to just because of how dumpstered windwalker was in early 6.0 yeah and then and then uh going you know forward from that like hina mentioned you know the 
the beta. Yeah, we we were actually like middle middle upper pack. Like we weren't or like middle lower, but we also didn't. Like I remember also in the beta that warriors were really low. Like they were like one of the worst DPS classes um, because. But they had like the whole thing is like well they have you know a cooldown you know vigilance. You know, they can use that. And they also have Rallying Cry, so that's why you want to bring them. And Rogues were were not as high. I think it was, like, Rets and DKs were one of the higher ones. And oh, yeah. And Shaman, I think, were, was up there, too. Like, classes that really didn't offer too much utility to the raid was up high. And then the ones that were did were low. And then people, you know, influencers. I mean, it has to be. I mean, I, I can always speculate. I always put my tinfoil suit on with my top tinfoil top hat. But, I mean, they had to be influenced by the devs who play the classes that were not performing well. I mean, I don't understand. Like, I, I, to me, it's like you have to look subjectively at it. But I know some people that have gone into work at Blizzard and they're like, oh, I, I play like a Shadow Priest. And then all of a sudden Shadow Priest gets a buff like out of nowhere. And it's like, you know, obviously, you know, that could be like, oh, just coincidence. But, I mean, they have to be there saying, hey, here's my number as a Shadow Priest. It's a little low. You know, can you look into this? And they look into it. And then they go, oh, yeah, that looks like it's a little low. Let's bump it up. But then all of a sudden, that, you know, that 0.01% buff they do turns into like a, a 15K DPS increase or something stupid like that. And, you know, it has to be influenced because I just can't think of like, you know, a lot of these changes that they may make to for quote unquote balancing reasons to actually be for balancing. You know, you want balance to people to be re- relatively close. But you also have to weigh in other factors in, in the rating atmosphere. And I think a lot of it also had to do a lot with PvP changes. I mean, we... We can't roll around that, which is why I'm really looking forward to Legion myself because of the chain, complete changes that they can do now in PvP, uh, apparently with the, the coding technologies that they're adding in to where they don't, they're basically separate now. They don't have to worry about add anything anymore. They have code in there that they can allow you to tweak an ability in PvP that will be completely different in PvP, PvE world. Like when you attack a player, it's completely different than when you attack a mob. A mob. So that's what I'm actually really looking forward to the most coming up with the next expansion. Um, do you guys feel the same way too? That just do you think is maybe they had to do a very delicate balancing act between the two PVE and PVP, as well as possibly influence people influencing how they balance? Or do you think I'm just wearing a nice tinfoil suit right now? No, absolutely. Um, and like you know, as much as we've complained about Windwalker and PVP or PVE, PVP have even bigger complaints than we do because, you know, we talk about, oh, we have so much movement and stuff. Well, that's great and all, but that actually doesn't work very well as, in terms of, say, a gap closer for PvP. Like, I remember because early on, I loved, I absolutely love PvP and I quit at this expansion again because I was like, what's the freaking point? This feral druid is going to cut me around and heal the full and I can't do anything about it. Um, so, we had some serious problems this expansion, just in both terms, both ways of gameplay. So I, I do think that it's actually really good for all classes and the game as a whole that they are separating them out. It's something we've been yeah. wanting forever. Yeah, and uh, the fact that they can bring in talents that are specifically for uh, PvP uh, could mean uh, bringing back... Uh, um, uh, spinning uh, Fire Blossom. God, I couldn't it remember could be. that. Um, the thing is, though, that like I personally didn't consider that ability to be overpowered at all. If anything, it was our go- gap closer because it was like a two-second mm-hmm. stun. Or root, rather. Not a stun. Well, yeah. also, it was good for, like, if you had to do ranged DPS. So, keep your DPS up to line. Because it did pretty good. I mean, I mean, I use it all the time on uh, on uh, Siege Crafter. 
Like you're oh, on the yeah. belts, like you're like, oh, that's too far away. You know, pow, pow, pow. You're like, you know, spitting them out like, you know, fireball, fireball. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. But the fact is they can bring it in and only give it to the PVPers. Doesn't have to affect yeah. PvP. Which is what they're yep. doing in, in Legion. I mean, that's what the one thing that we're, you know, the main thing that I want you know, when they came out with all this stuff is that spells you're not going to be able to use in the PvP. You're not going to be able to use in PvE. Like, they could completely change and add spells when you're in those zones, which to me is a great, you know, one of the best things that they're going to be doing is stuff like that uh, going forward. Also, um, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the artifact weapon that we are going to be getting, which we'll get into here in a little bit, will have a PvP setting to it as well. So you'll be able to have PvP stuff with it. Maybe even a PvP one or something. We'll have to see how it goes, you know, comes closer. But um, I'm just, you know, I think they're finally realizing that they need to split the two after, what, 10 years of them being together? Yeah. 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 They're not a very happy couple. They really need to be divorced from each other. Sorry, that was a bad pun. <laughs> well, no, I, mean, I think everybody can uh, kind of agree with that. I mean, it just it just seems to be that way, uh, you know, going forward. And, uh, you know, that just PvP and PvE just don't mesh. And it, yeah, I, I feel do feel kind of bad because you know even with my you know really great gear going into like say uh, you know doing like uh, Ashran or something like that, and just going in there to you know get achievements or get a you know stuff like that, it, it was just you know very difficult to you know kill anybody. But when I was doing the mobs and killing the NPCs, it was easy. It was easy to do that. But when you're trying to go after a player, it was like impossible. You couldn't do any damage. You could, I mean, I could negate a lot of damage with like my cooldowns, but I really couldn't do any damage except for like spinning crane kick when they're in a mob or rushing Jade one when it's a big group of people clumped together. And even then it was negligible, but you know, it just, or doing a, a you know, r- rolling in or separate flying kick in and then, you know, you know, doing a, uh, a stun like on top of everybody. And then all the damage comes in from the, the rest of your team. <laughs> Yep, nope, that's exactly um, why I've kind of avoided Ashran is because it's just not fun to sit there and die over and over again because, <laughs> oh, you're in the pack, but the enemy, enemy team sees you and everyone trains on you and, okay, well, you're dead now. It's just, it wasn't fun for me. Um, I think everyone likes the feeling of winning and actually being able to hit something and do damage. Yeah. Okay, so then uh, I think that pretty much is a good wrap up for Windwalkers or our thoughts at least in this expansion and then you know we talk about Windwalkers now we have to definitely have to talk about a little bit about Demon Hunters coming forward and another rogue S class that is going to take over our spot in the raid but I mean this is just gonna be quick eyed thoughts and and you know perceptions but I mean it seems like it's a ranged damage dealer but then you can it looks I mean it almost looks like a Windwalker on crack that's the easiest way I could explain it to someone. I mean it looks like all the stuff that we like to think of our class doing and they just seem to be able to do it better. Um I guess I'll start with you Hino. Are is do you have any fears about how beam hunters are going to act? Do you think it's just going to be like when Death Knights came out towards like, you know, obviously everybody's like oh monks will be OP when they get them out, but I mean this is another hero class. And they always want hero classes to seem like to be a little strong at the start. Do you think they're just going to be really OP? Um, I think they learned their lesson with a DKs, and that's what happened with us, where we were kind of middle of the pack at the start of uh, of Pandaria. So I'm more on the hopeful side that it'll be more of the um, uh, basically they uh, keep them middle of the packish, uh, but. Who knows? Uh, as far as how they'll play out, um, I, 
I, I don't know uh, if it's going to be a uh, anything you can do, I can do better type deal. Uh, uh, they, we only saw a fraction of their kit at Gamescom, so it's just too early to say right now. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we saw only like a little bit of stuff that they can do, and then, uh, uh, Callie, what about you? Uh, what are your thoughts on how Demon Hunters might play out? I mean, their demonology warlocks that decided to put on some leather is how I kind of see them, because I one of my ults back in TBC was a warlock, and I started kind of leveling it again, and I'm like, okay, this is basically what Demon Hunter is going to be, except it has double jump and the crazy line of sight skill thing. Um, I'm actually fully convinced that they're probably going to be overpowered because I think that they also have lessons learned with Monk. I think they released us too weak. Um, so they had no one who really wanted to play us because considering we came out as a level one class that was middle of the class for, or middle of the pack for basically everything. Like, and we also believed brewmasters were weak, even though, you know, they were actually quite strong. So I don't think that there was very much conversion for anyone actually even wanting to play Monk or guilds really wanting to bring them at all. So I think that there is a slight lesson learned there. And on top of that, I think that the fanboys, because this is a huge thing that people have been asking for forever, they're going to complain so hard that Warcraft devs won't even be able to log in if they're underpowered because they'll have so many notifications of people just complaining about it. Not to mention the glitter bombs that they'd be mailed. So I'm pretty convinced they're going to be a strong class. And I guess the one thing we need to make sure, though, or not make sure, it's like, yeah, we need to make sure, band together. <laughs> know what I mean? Uh, the one thing we just need to make uh, keep an eye on is, you know, how strong they'll be, because, you know, obviously that'll affect if, you know, Windwalker's raid status, which has already been affected, you know, this this uh, tier, last tier as well. I mean, almost like the entire expansion, except for the first two weeks, it seems like, you know, Windwalkers were, you know, not really desired over other people. But the one thing that I've been hearing the most is that, they want to make it so that you have to have one of every single class. Um, and like, there's a role for everybody in the, like certain bosses may have a role where you have to have like one class. So like you have to have like a mage or you have to have a warlock. You have to have a, a you know, maybe it'll be just a monk. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, but you know, hopefully it will be to where, you know, we'll, you know, hopefully we'll get some buffs and changes or maybe even kit changes or, you know, cooldowns, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll have to see how it plays out in Legion, but I'm really hopeful that, you know, Windwalker is going forward. will be doing a lot better, um, in general and especially because of Demon Hunters. Cause I can see that just being like a replace, like it, to me, just the way that it looked and everything, it just seemed like a replacement for Windwalkers, unfortunately. Um, unless of course they change Windwalkers. And we're removed, then then that'll be a pretty pretty interesting way of having it happen too as well. I don't think we're going to be removed, but I think um, just from the things that have already been released to public, um, there are going to be some major kit changes, not just for us, but for other classes as well. Yeah, it, I'm. Uh, yeah, we're also looking at. Uh, well, they're talking about a pirate uh, version of for uh, rogues. It's like yep. what? Yeah. Army mateys. <laughs> yeah, basically. Which, to be fair, I, I think that's actually really cool. So we'll see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and also the artifact weapons is going to be the biggest thing too. I mean, that's I think that's really where they're going to get their the unique because they you know when they were discussing it, you know the last uh, points in the artifact weapon when you level up it 
uh, is where you're going to get like actually new spells, like not just empowerments. And I think that's probably where we're going to see the biggest, you know, the stuff that they can tweak the most is going to be in that. And it's going to be very interesting to see how it goes uh, playing uh, plays forward with that. Um, well, I guess then the question I have, uh, which will, before we get into you know our hopes for Legion playing out overall as an expansion, what do you think the artifact is going to be? Do you think it's going to be a staff, a swords? I mean, everybody uh, talks about claws, but I mean, do you think what do you think it's going to be? Uh, either uh, fist weapons or uh, is basically dual welding. Some okay. dealing with dual welding is what I'm saying. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it were some kind of claws or fist weapon. Although I'd I'd prefer swords because I don't like any of the fist weapon transmogs well, uh, I have. Unless unless though, I mean, are they going to actually allow you to transmog fist weapons in this expansion too? I mean, they have never even. I don't think It'd be nice if they it. did. It'd be nice if they did, but yeah. I'm not expecting that. I think so. the, main, the main issue is because jab how it plays like you. It just looks strange. At least on a monk. I mean, on Pandaren, it looks strange with like. If you had like a fist weapon and you punched with it, like it would just like, oh, I punched, I punched you with my claw. You should be dead. Like this yeah. should technically do more damage since I'm punching you with like claws at the end. But then you think about it, like I have swords. I'm punching you with swords. Like I just slice you. So you will know, we'll have to we'll have to see as far as that's that's concerned. Um, well, yeah. And to be fair, jab is supposed to change according to whatever weapon you have equipped. It just doesn't always. Mm-hmm. It was something with coding. Yeah, I mean, it's just, well, we'll have to see how it goes. I mean, they're gonna, hopefully they'll have that in there. That's actually one of the things I'm looking forward to the most. Is because I have a bunch of good claw weapons. That would be pretty cool to have on my monk just to see, like, even just walking around with it or something like that. Um, so then, you know, that kind of folds right into our next, uh, you know, last topic that we'll go over. Um, you know, BlizzCon coming up, they're going to be talking about a lot about Legion. I'll start with you, uh, uh, Kelly. Uh, what are your like hopes for Legion, like as far as a raid instances go, as far as raiding goes, and then the monk as well? Well, in terms of raid instances, I want to see something other than metal, fire, and lava of different colors. I think that they have a wonderful creative team, and I'd love to see them tap into that a little bit more because Heimel had so many differences. And like, if you go to previous expansions too, say Tempest Keep and Serpent Shrine Cavern, they were the exact same tier, but they were so completely different that it. I mean, unless you were farming it a ton, I could see it getting old after a while. But I look back on those and I'm like, those were absolutely, uh, they were beautiful. And I would love to see them actually tap a little bit more into their creativity. In terms of Monk, obviously, I just want to see us being viable. Um, I don't care for number one. Well, I do. I'd love to be number one damage. But I want to see us viable. um, And I'd really like it if our stats were rebalanced. Um, I think we saw an early attempt of them trying to balance our stats with what they were doing with Tiger Eye Brew, you know, in um, early beta for uh, Hellfire Citadel. So I'd like to see where they're going to go with that. And I'm hoping that it ends up, and I, well, I'm convinced it'll end up being good things. Yeah, I'm kind of hopeful that they're going to change the mastery completely. Um, maybe something, uh, dealing, uh, cause when monks, uh, Windwalker monks were first brought out, they were, uh, talked about having, they play like you're playing a fighting game, like street fighter. I can see something dealing with that where it's based off of what abilities you use. Yeah, I, I could see something like that too. Something where it's actually working off of what you're doing versus, Oh, I'm battling up all this anger. I'm the Bruce Lee of <laughs> stuff, but I'm going to go Chi Explosion now. For all I care, 
uh, Chief Explosion can die in a fire. Yeah, I'm yeah. hoping that's my other hope. Please rest in uh, Yeah, I think I think pepperonis. that's yeah. Because I, I mean, in my opinion, I think Hurricane Strike uh, could be good as a cleave ability. I mean, that's what it looks like to me. And I think if they changed, like, got rid of uh, Chief Explosion and then made that more like maybe a baseline spell or something, and that could be the cleave spell along with Fist of Fury being cleave with the clones out. Um, or just by itself, I mean, it does technically cleave anyway. So I think that'd be something that'd be good for like a cleave moment where those spells would interact. Because then it's also, you know, they kind of have similar cooldowns. They both cost, you know, was it three chi to use? That'd be very interesting to kind of play with that. I mean, you'd have to, it'd be good kind of like management time as far as the abilities go. Like where you could use them back to back and do a lot of cleave burst over a period of like six seconds. And I think that's something that exactly what the monk would need versus something that's like a sustained cleave. I mean, our... Or clones, I think I really would hope that they leave SEF in. I think that's a good thing for it's like an iconic for monks right now, or at least Windwalker. And I think leaving that in and just you know removing checks, so it, it's just like okay, we only have to balance around the single target aspect of it, you know, and then and then also the percentage that you gain with uh, with uh, Storm Within Fire. I think would be you know something cool that they would they could be able to do. Yeah, if they could move Stormers and Fire to just being a simple toggle that, you know, doesn't act completely derpy, that would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's just getting it to not be derpy. It's really going to be also, though, dependent. I mean, because I do kind of like how I can, like, throw it on a mob that's, like, 40 yards away and or 30 yards away and still do damage to it. Like, for instance, on uh, when you're doing uh, Hellfire Council, you know, being able to put a, a clone on the the lady uh, the lady one that you leave out and then being able to wail away on the other two and then still do good damage to her and keep her going down is I think is good. It's kind of like the only that's like the only good thing I could see about it. But then like you know with with checks my damage is lost on her because of the not being able to cleave from her versus the other two. And so if they say if checks wasn't there it would just be blackout kick and all the other regular single target stuff and that would just be kind of lovely. That'd be it'd be easier to modify and easier to to um, balance and i think just based on everything that i hear you know through like that whole through the grapevine or just like you hear rumors here there it seems like they just want to make it so it's a lot easier to balance classes between each other and obviously that's what artifact is the biggest thing to me looks like is just like a balancing stick and i think that's where they're going to probably play with it but i would really yeah i agree with hina i think I mean, I like ch- checks as far as like, you know, it's, oh, it's cool. I, you know, go to four, I blow up and cleave. But I think overall just causes too many problems versus something that like is a beneficial gain. Whereas if we just go with the base kit, maybe have a like Hurricane Strike baseline, making that a cleave ability instead of a, a w- one random mob 15 times and went in melee range, I think it would be something pretty cool to happen. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I fully agree with that. Uh, I, but one thing that people have brought up, what's going to happen after Legion? What's mm-hmm. going to happen to these artifacts after Legion? Well, I mean, I I don't think they even know. I mean, it's just everything I hear, this is their big push for the, wow. I mean, look, it's down almost half of as much numbers as it did to start the expansion. I mean, that, no one, that's a big gap that they had. So, I mean, they may just be... You know, it seems like they're pushing everything in here as far as ideas are concerned, but, you know, they may just go forward with just releasing content and not really doing too much balancing. So, I don't know. It's just, to me, it's just very, I agree with you, though. It's just, what are they going to do? It's just kind of up in the air to me. I think this is, they're going to see how this plays out. And, like, if artifacts don't work, maybe they'll scale them back. Or uh, or you'll just get more different artifact, or you'll be able to add on to the artifact. And then, 
because um, it's almost like a secondary talent tree. That's the easiest way I can see it. Like, uh, you know, you're, they're yeah. gonna, there's going to be cook and cutter builds, and I think they're fine with that. I think that's what they, you know, they want to have happen. They want to be like basically like talents, you know, times two is 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 what it looks like. Your thoughts, Kelly, on that? No, I think you guys are absolutely right. Like my my one thing that I like about the artifact weapon is I don't have to worry about weapon drops. Oh God, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, think the only, I think that every like that's one thing everybody for a melee class like range they probably don't really care. They're like oh, whatever. But for a melee, like being able to say I have a good weapon to start with and I don't have to worry about it. I mean, it's so much better because oh man, just like Wayne for like I on my monk I still have uh, seven fifteen weapons because nothing ever drops or if it drops it's like not good for me and it's better for the rogue or something like that or the hand shaman so it's just like one of those things where you're like i need this specific weapon to drop because it's better it's just oh i hate that so much yeah well you guys are kind of lucky in the fact that i'm still working with a warforged uh manoroth (laughs) rogue staff and i'm about to go against um zakun so <laughs> yeah i actually i almost have i am almost able to dual wield again so there's that because i got one of the haste multi-strike ones and i'm trying to get one of the ones off of zakun next <laughs> but um yeah it's just yeah i didn't even think about that for the artifact weapons because it is a weapon drop um it also allows them to play around with trinkets and other items too and make them a little bit different um, I and also you know set bonuses is going to play in, but overall I think as far as the monk is concerned, yeah, I think we definitely need we definitely need a new mastery. I mean, there's no offense or buts about that. We just need a new one. I think they were kind of going that way though, with especially the combo breaker kind of baked in to our set bonus. I think they were kind of thinking, let's see how this works, and it wouldn't surprise me if we see on our artifact like increases combo breaker by ten percent or something like that. And then I could just see mastery. I, I mean, I really do think the percentage damage is the best mastery we've ever had. And I hopefully they'll bring that back. And then that's a lot easier for them to scale, the easier for them to balance because it's literally just damage percentage. So we'll have to see how that goes forward. Um, is there any last thoughts, though, or anything before we kind of head out here? Uh, no, hopefully we'll be getting beta in November. We don't know yet, but fingers crossed. Yeah, uh, hopefully more info uh, with BlizzCon. Um, I'm hopeful that they'll release some info prior to BlizzCon, but I think they're going to wait. I think, wait. I think it's going to be, wait. yeah. They, yeah. I mean, because if, if you looked at the schedule that was fake released, it, it's kind of, you know, World War, it's like, a you know, the World Warcraft has a huge, like, legion going forward or something like that. And I think that's where we're going to kind of go over everything. And it's one of the, I think it's the first panel, actually, um, of the day that they have. Actually, let me pull that up really quick here. Just to double check, and I believe it is because they, it, you know, this is obviously they did take down the schedule, so it may just be that it was an older schedule. Yeah, they have a World of Warcraft Legion World and Content Overview right after the opening ceremony, a half an hour after the opening ceremony. So, uh, and it's an hour and a half long, and that's where they're just going to kind of go over all of the uh, the items. And they also look like there's going to be a cinematic opening cinematic that they're going to do as well. And then a game system and QA, QA on mm-hmm. Saturday. And it will mean, oops, sorry about that. Um, there also is, uh, there also is, was a Twitter from one of the engineers that they're actually going to talk about engineering too. So maybe that's why they took it down. They actually might have more panels. Yeah. It, it seemed to me like, because they usually break the file one down into like several panels because I was actually surprised. I didn't notice an art panel on there, mm-hmm. which they always do an art panel they even did one for drainer where we'd already seen the art i think this is i think this is like the main stage 
schedule. Yeah, well, there's that's because also- if you look at the stage, it all says main except for a couple panels on the side. Yeah, but I think that's this is like the main stage panel. Yeah, there, this is what was, it looks like. There, there were other uh, panel locations. Like I remember last year, there was a. Yeah, um, they have like three different stages, and they have like two or three other panel locations. Yeah, because uh, I remember I didn't go to it, but there was a um, a voice actor panel. Uh, oh yeah, that, no, I, I went to that. Yeah, like like if I look out here, they're really only having one panel stage, and they're having one main stage. If, they, if you look based on this. So I think that's why they took it down because it's like not really updated because it's like this is like the main two. Yeah. This is like the top probably the ones that everybody wants to think look at look for, right? I mean, it's basically they're talking about World of Warcraft, it's the future of StarCraft, uh, Heroes of the Storm design, uh, the cinematics, you well, know, Hearthstone, what's next, so Dev Talk. I mean, what I remember whenever Miss Pandaria, because I was t- I was at that BlizzCon actually, um, they actually went directly into the World of Warcraft one right mm-hmm. on the main stage. So I imagine that's what they're going to do. Yes. I'm just saying that this is probably a draft, yeah. and they might just you know they just haven't officially decided what's going to be showing on there. But I don't think it's going to change terribly much from that. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, there is a gap though. If you look at it from one of the panels, it, well, it's from the the panel to the next panel. It's about a 45 minute gap. Uh, from a StarCraft two to the cinematics. Oh no, actually, no, actually, no, it isn't because well, depending on if it's the same people. Um, so yeah, we'll have to see how it plays out. Um, but th- I guess if there's only a one panel stage and one main stage, that almost seems like there's going to be a lot more other stuff. So that also maybe there's going to be a lot more playable areas in the uh, at BlizzCon. That may be what why there's only two because I remember there being like three or four different panels going on at once at one point. So it could be that there actually is a lot more. They're actually going to put like a lot more playable areas which everybody's looking at overwatch <laughs> being playable there so you know here's a storm playable world of warcraft playable diablo 3 playable hearthstone i mean there's gonna be probably a lot of playable areas that people can go to and play the games uh maybe that's almost it almost seems like that's what it's it's going for this year just based on the initial release schedule but could be just like we mentioned an overview um so i'm still hyped though I'm, i mean it's, it's what what is it uh 25 days away 26 yep. days roughly away so it's really, really close, and you know we get to see what's going to be going on. I'll be watching the virtual, uh, virtual one, so I'll be enjoying that, and then seeing if I can catch Hina and, and uh, Callie in the crowd. Yeah, you should just wear a shirt that says "Buff Monks" on it. No, I probably will. And monks see. with a U, M U N K S. Like I was actually gonna. So I was working on a peak serenity jacket that unfortunately did not happen. Um, and one of the things that said on it was "Buff Minks." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be good. that'd be something uh, good to see. You should definitely do like a hashtag Pika Serenity or like for the IRC uh, the channel. Yeah, it, it had like the channel information and stuff on it. I just I didn't have any money and I didn't get to finish it up, and now it's too late. So well, you do like a Teespring, can't you? Yeah, that's that's or, my or plan. Like is designer, I'm gonna go ahead get like a regular T-shirt. I'm gonna go ahead and do a Teespring for it, um, and have those available. It just probably won't be available for BlizzCon itself, unfortunately. Aw, boo. <laughs> But yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be very interesting uh, how it's going to the Blizzard's going to be uh, playing out this year and uh, seeing all you know all the games that they have. I mean, they have what, one, two, three, four, five, six, six games now. When instead of just three, it used to be just Diablo, StarCraft, Warcraft. So you know, it's very interesting, and maybe they'll even announce a, a new game at the opening ceremony. But I don't think so. It's only an hour. No, long. it's no. only an hour long, at least in this initial one. So I don't think that that's going to be you know it's going to be something like that because i think it was like an hour and a half long last year when they announced overwatch so i think it was a little longer last year um i don't have in front of me to take a look but uh 
looking forward to it. Very excited about uh, BlizzCon coming up, and hope everybody out there that uh, goes out there has a nice, fun time. Um, oh, um, I'm not sure if anyone saw. If you have an Xbox uh, One, apparently Microsoft and uh, Blizzard have announced that you can watch the opening ceremony through uh, the Xbox One. Oh, cool. Oh, neat. For free. Yeah, for free. Oh, nice. So well, it's probably, where, like, it might be also through the 360 as well, maybe. Well, we'll maybe. Have to see. It, it was uh, something about a media center. Uh, I, I can't remember. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't have an Xbox One, unfortunately. I have a 360, but I have no idea. Um, <laughs> but that's actually pretty cool because the... So, just a little bit of tribal knowledge for anyone out there going to BlizzCon. I strongly recommend waking up really early on Friday because mm-hmm. if you attend anything, like any event, any panel... The opening ceremony is the one to go to. Nothing else really matters because that's where they unload you with all the information. You see all of the trailers and you get everything for every game right there. And it's pretty damn amazing. And they and they shut that area off real early. Oh, yes. Yes. I most years I actually get up like six in the morning to go stand in line and take a nap. Until well, the well, when I went last year, uh, because it was my first BlizzCon. Uh, you guys went to IHOP. Yeah, I went to IHOP, and then also um, I, we took our time to getting in, and then we didn't realize, oh, the regrets were had. Yeah. yeah. So then I went over to the Hearthstone area and watched it from there. Yeah, no one believed me. Hopefully they listened this year, but absolutely make your way to the, you know, go to bed early, do whatever you can to make sure you go to the opening ceremony, and then after that, just take a nap. And plus standing in line, like you're not really going to get bored for all the amount of time you're in there. Like there are so many people there just hyped about the exact same thing you are. So, you know, most of the time whenever I've been there, it absolutely flies because you're sitting there, you're excited and you're talking about something that you love with other people that love what you love. (laughs) So, yeah, just a little bit of tribal knowledge. And I guess, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I won't be there. You guys will be there. So just try to flag them down if you see them. Um, but, uh, if I'm looking to see, yeah, so forward. Yeah. To, I just want to see that movie trailer. That's the only thing I'm hyped about. <laughs> I don't care about anything else. I'll see that movie. Show me that movie. <laughs> well, if anyone's trying to find me, I'll probably be wearing a, uh, like a mini over the shoulder, um, uh, brown backpack and probably a college shirt. So just like everybody I, else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but I'll have my, ba- uh, both, uh, Kedistra's, uh, badge of me and an image of my form, uh, avatar. So. Yep. So I should, you- hopefully I'll be printing a badge, um, this upcoming week to be basically my Twitter icon, but I'll also be wearing my blizzard watch shirt. Most likely. If it oh, gets yeah. and, and is there a blizzard watch panel that they're having or a get together? Um, I don't know. I'm sure. Have, I'm sure they'll probably be. You'll be like there and be like, "Oh yeah, we're doing this. We're going out for well, dinner or yeah, something like that." Well, yet. there's a, a con before the storm, so that's, yeah, that's about yeah. it, as far as I know. And there's the world podcast too, which uh, I won't be at. Obviously, I won't be at, but they have that as well, which a lot of podcasts get together. I think Monk Meditation is going to be on that. So if you like, if you like listening to them too, you definitely go take a look. I think Chai T. I think Chai T's going this year. I'm not sure though. I'm not sure. I know he recently got married. Yeah, so. so I think it may be off the off the plate this this year. Um, but I think Monk Meditation may have a rep there. I'll have to. I'd have to double check though. Well, if nothing else. Um, oh God, what's his name? He's now part of the um, Here's a Storm Crew uh, podcast crew. He was the um, brewmaster. Which Le one? Le no, not uh, yeah. no the other. Sunnier. 
No. No. <laughs> Big guy. Um, no, tall, tall guy. guy I mean. Huh? The random guy? The random guy? Yeah. No, yeah. that's actually his handle. Is that random guy? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, no. Drawing a blank here. I usually don't listen. I only listen to like music usually at work. I don't get to listen to podcasts yeah. oh, anymore. Oh, do you mean maybe Duke? I didn't think that Duke yeah. played Brewmaster. I thought he was Mistweaver. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, he was Mistweaver. No, 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 no. It was uh, the random guy, but I forget his okay. other name. Yeah, I ah. only know him by his handle now. Oh. <laughs> Um, but anyways, yeah, go there, have a good time if you're at BlizzCon, enjoy everything, and then yeah, say buff monks as much as you can to any WC, and then maybe maybe they'll we won't be nerfed that bad. <laughs> um, but I, I guess then now, any last thoughts or any anything else you'd like to say out there to any anybody, any monks or Windwalkers in particular? Uh, go to the opening ceremony. Guan <laughs> <laughs> Chu, that's his name. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, as for me, uh, have fun during BlizzCon. Yeah. <laughs> that's all, that's all I can say. <laughs> uh, I know quite a few of us monks are getting together. Uh, we rented a house, uh, next door. So if you can find some of us, we can might possibly bring you over. Possibly. Yep. And, uh, if you want to get in contact with them on Twitter while well, at BlizzCon, uh, he, uh, at Hina Lover on Twitter, uh, on Twitter, Twitter, on Twitter, um, and then at Kelly Monk, C A L L I M O N K on Twitter. Um, so you can go and tweet at them, say, Hey, I'm BlizzCon, get a photo. So if you want to do that kind of stuff. And again, thanks guys for uh, joining this week. I know it's been a, quite a long time since we last talked, but hopefully when uh, we get together next time, it'll be like we'll be high fiving and saying we're going to be so awesome and, and buffed and all that good stuff. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to get in contact with the show, uh, you can reach us at show at monkcraftpodcast.com, at monkpodcast on Twitter, and then obviously monkcraftpodcast.com where we have all our archived episodes. And uh, we thank everybody for joining us this week. And we hope to have you back here each and every week on Minecraft Podcast. Take care. Bye.